0: She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hi. Welcome, everybody, to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360 Karma. We hope you're joining us on Facebook and, of course, following us on our Twitter and Instagram at My360Karma. Today, I have a woman on who has a fascinating story. I'm so excited to have her on today. She's a writer and a director here in Hollywood. Please give a warm welcome to Gigi Gaston. Hi, Gigi. How are you? How are you? Good. Good. I'm so happy to finally get you. I know your schedule is super uber busy and uh, I'm In happy LA to, traffic. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to grab you for an uh, half hour and get to chat with you about your really fascinating and interesting life. Um, you know, you yourself are so accomplished. Um uh, you had shared with me that you are the highest-paid uh, spec writer female in Hollywood. Was what was? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which means you wrote all these spec uh, plays. They got picked up. I mean, not plays, screenplays uh, for movies, and they got picked up. You got paid for them handsomely, but they didn't get made until now. You're right. getting ready to actually not only have it made, but direct your first movie. <laughs> yes. Um, but you've also directed um, and produced. Documentary um, mm-hmm. uh, that was about your um, ex-lover, uh, Sophie yeah, B. Hawkins. But at the time,
1: you know, of I, yeah. I, starting it, it wasn't that situation right yeah. right
0: right it evolved into that yeah yeah and then um you know I, you've done other interesting projects you know video uh i need a music video for olivia newton john that was great and yeah. uh and 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 producing uh some plays uh including the musical with sophie
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh which was janice joplin right correct room 105 yeah 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 right here in Los Angeles, right? Yeah, that was yeah.
1: that actually the play, I mean all everything I've ever done has been an amazing experience both internally and externally. And you know, you kind of always pray for obstacles because obstacles make you better and make your craft better and right. actually make the product better. But um, the play was a really special thing because that came out of the blue. Like one night, I was listening to Janis Joplin's music. I was never a fan of hers. I mean, not that I wasn't not a fan of hers, but I just didn't have her all. I mean, I didn't have her all over my bedroom. You know what I mean? As a kid, did I love her? Sure, but I wasn't like obsessed. I'm listening to these songs, and then suddenly I go, I have to write a play. Yeah. And I just started writing a play from the
0: songs. Now, did you know Sophie then when you wrote the play?
1: Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we
0: had been living together for, right. I think, 15 years. And for people that don't know Sophie B. Hawkins, she's a Grammy-nominated uh, mm-hmm. singer. Um, and so what a perfect person to put in that role of Janis Joplin. Oh, yeah. She was yeah. perfect for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I wrote it. I spent, like, I don't know, a month locked in a room writing it, and then I had her read it and she couldn't believe it and then this guy who was a friend of mine and was doing business on another project came in and he I read him some he came with his wife visiting they were from New Orleans and I read him a couple of scenes and played some of the songs and Sophie had recorded some by then and he was like I'm in I'll produce it
0: wow I know exactly. so it
1: was it was kismet and it was so great because what you learn from plays that you don't get from films, and not that I've gotten a film that I wrote produced yet, which is happening now, because I think I was before my time. Which
0: is super exciting, because it is the time of the women in Hollywood, yes. so it's it's about time you're getting one of them produced, yeah. and not, you know, I mean, how exciting that you get to direct it, and I know you were telling me that, um, actually, one of your director mentors, uh, we have a picture of, was... Um, oh, Gary Marshall? Was Gary Marshall. I yeah. I mean, wow, does it get any better than that? What a great mentor.
1: No, he was amazing. And he helped me with um, a comedy, of course. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing about Gary that was so amazing is that uh, my very first spec script, this Mm -hmm. is kind of interesting to sell, was because it was the time of male writers. You know, now we're in the time of female writers and females getting to direct and, you know, diversity and all this great stuff. Well, in those days, it was all male driven. And my first script I'd ever written was a sci fi action movie, which there were no female writers. Yeah, that did that. Right, right. No, that was so, trailblazing. So I was trying to get... I didn't have an agent or anyone at the time, so I went to CAA, and I knew someone through a friend of mine, Danielle Thomas, who's now a big manager at, you know, at Untitled. So I went to CAA, visited this guy. He, I sent him the script. He, like, loved it, right? Yeah. But I changed my name. I made my name a male name. Oh, my gosh. My name was George Dupin. Oh. Because George Sands original yeah. name was dupin and i thought no one will catch this right yeah so he calls me up and he goes i love the script i've got to meet george bring him in and i said okay i'll bring him in and i walked <laughs> in the room and ken was like where's george and i'm like i'm george and he said you wrote this and i had never written before Oh my
0: god and that i wrote is it brilliant
1: no this is how I, I see that's what i'm talking about obstacles yeah like anybody out there if you have obstacles Embrace them.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because obstacles. I love how you beat the system. That's great. Can change your
1: whole life. Yeah. But how that happened was I was doing something else in New York. I was actually studying to be an Olympic equestrian. Right. And I had been on the Olympic team, like in training. Yeah. And all this stuff. And I was also studying acting to learn how to write. Right. Okay. Yeah. You told me about that. So long story short is I was waiting tables in New York. I go home to walk my dog. Two people had walked out on my table, right? So I was in a bad mood. Yeah. A guy comes up to Robin. In other me. words,
0: you're a great writer. You're an awful waitress.
1: Yes. <laughs> and, and a guy comes up to me. I don't know if you guys can see this. He's like this, yeah. right? And he goes, give me your money. I'm walking my Jack Russell, okay, <laughs> on Bleecker Street. And I was like, blank you. Yeah. I'm not giving you SHI, you know what, yeah, yeah. unless you give me something in return. Well, he didn't kill me. He <laughs> took off his backpack. It was a book. The book, he said, pick a book. You know, he was one of those book peddlers. I'd pick a book out of 20. Yeah. It was called Mockingbird. So, wait a minute. He was that's how rob it a rock you and yes. he gave
0: you a book? Yes. This is like the strangest story, <laughs> no. only in New York. I know.
1: And then he said, give me whatever money you have in your pocket. And I had like 15 bucks. I don't mm. know what I had. I gave it to him. I took this book. It sat on my shelf literally for two years. I go to Hawaii. Someone invites me there. I go to Hawaii. I pick up this book. I can't put it down. I have to option the book. Oh, my God. I thought it would be cheap. Yeah. The book was so expensive in that day because the man had written The Color of Money and The Hustler. Oh and this was God. his last book. I'm trying to remember his name. I made me a blank before he passed on. So then I get all my friends to put money in this like a horse, yeah. you know, because I was coming from the horse world and you had syndicates. Yeah. So I syndicated the option for like 40000 with all my friends. And so then it comes down that everyone I met with, and I went on the whole trail as a producer to get yeah. this book done. And we were looking for writers. And every writer and these famous writers yeah. would say, you can't do it. It's a, it's a um, what do you call it? It's a, a diary. Yeah. So it came, it came down that my option was running out in three months. And I was going to have to face my friends and go, I lost your money. Yeah. And instead, I bought the book, Sid Field. How to Write a Screenplay. I read it. I sat down. I wrote it. And I became George Dupin and sold the script.
0: Oh, my God. I got
1: everyone their money back. And Steve... What a
0: fabulous story. Oh, it's And what was the name of the script? It's called Mockingbird,
1: but Steve Tisch yeah. and New Line Cinema bought it.
0: Oh, my God. Isn't and that that's funny? the first one you sold? That's the
1: first script oh my I ever God. sold.
0: But it never got made? No. Yeah. It should be made now. It is a it, should great, be. It,
1: it really should. I don't yeah. know who owns the option on the book, but a Well, I think a, great a lot of people story. would
0: like to know your background because it is pretty fascinating. So you you grew up partially in Connecticut, but by the time you were seven, your mom and you uh, left your dad, and, mm-hmm. and because he was an alcoholic, I told you shared with me right. that that was a very dark time in your life. It was, and but he was
1: still a great man. And in in spite as, of it. as
0: people can be when they're alcoholics, it yeah. doesn't make them a bad person. It just makes them an alcoholic, right? Yeah. Uh, so you came out here to um, Santa Monica. And because your mom had been married to J. Paul Getty, you had an opportunity to grow up in the uh, beach house here in mm-hmm. Santa Monica. That's right. So what was that? It was that? a great house. Yeah, I was going to say it must have been a fabulous house. You'd yeah. say a great house was probably an understatement. I <laughs> loved being
1: spoiled. That's yeah. all I can tell you. <laughs> And uh, I never, oddly enough, as a child, I never took it for granted. And right. I think it's, I don't want to talk about my mom too much because I'll cry, but I, I think it's because my mom was such a good mother, you know, right. like she was always about work and mm-hmm. work and work, cleaning your room and work. And um, so... I,
0: and she lived to be hundred and three,
1: right? Yeah, and we never—none of us knew her age till she had broken her neck, actually. Oh my gosh! Like my whole life, my mom lied about her age <laughs> twenty years.
0: Yeah, they did that back then. I think. Yeah, and I, and she I know even, my mom was twenty-nine for like thirty years. Oh yeah, and no, no, and she changed
1: her like her passport and everything.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, wow. because
1: she was in—you know—she was in Italy during the war. Studying yeah, opera, but that. also because she was on these lists, they thought she was a spy.
0: Well, let, let's and, talk about that story for one second because okay. it's so unbelievable. So, Jay Paul Getty didn't want your mom to be an actress. She came here to be an actress in L.A. He instead suggested that she be an opera star because of her voice. The, her voice, she had and an amazing was voice. he said, that there's you know actresses are a dime a dozen, but how many opera stars are there? Or a sopranos, so, or a soprano. Okay, so she went off to Europe. To study. To study And to become something. Right. And this was around World War II, right? Before, but World War II broke out while she was in Italy. Oh, my gosh. So
1: tell— And he kept trying to get her to come home, and my mom is stubborn and wanted to become something. And she basically said to him, you don't want me, like all your other wives, to come home and be a housewife. You fell in love with me because I was trying to achieve something, and I can't come back a failure. Right, and so she risked her life literally yeah. to stay there to become something, and they were very similar. And I just want to say for the record that all these Getty things that have been out—you know, the one with um, Scott and Michelle Williams, and all these people, and the and the and the one that on FX is doing—they're such BS. Yeah, I it's mean, not
0: the man you knew.
1: No, he was a great man. I mean, yeah. he was so compassionate and so listen. I'm sure in business he was ruthless. tough as hell and yeah. ruthless i know as a husband for my mother it was very tough my mom could deal with the infidelity Mm -hmm. because they had a humor in dealing with it Mm -hmm. you know and uh one little story from her book which she wrote an amazing book um and uh called alone together at the age of 100 she wrote it and uh She wrote how he had brought a woman up to the Getty Villa, which was known as the Getty Ranch when they lived there. And Mm -hmm. they didn't live there completely. They lived more in the beach house. But um, she saw him and she was like pregnant like this and, of course, feeling unattractive and all this. So she ran up and let out their tiger. I mean, they're lion, they had a pet lion called Elsa and the lion goes running across the <laughs> lawn and this woman screamed and, you know, ran away. And of course, he knew that she had done that and she waved to him. And he was like, <laughs> so they had a great sense of humor. And and he was just such a great, compassionate man to me. And he said so many great. I mean, he was the man who came in and told me that my father died. He literally came in. Sat down, started playing soldiers with me because I was a bit of a tomboy, mm-hmm. and then told me about my dad Wow! and, and said, I want to help you. I mean, this is
0: so. Let the, me backtrack yeah. for one second, though. Your mom was in Europe when the World War II broke out. Right. They thought she was a spy. Correct. And you told me a really gripping story about how she just narrowly escaped the camps because she was Jewish, right? Half. <laughs> Half Jewish. Yeah, had they known that she well, would have been the, to the camps. Yes,
1: yeah. and it, but it how just, did she escape that? Well, here's the thing: is that when she she was taken out of her house,
0: oh my God. brought
1: in front of uh, at the Regina Celli, That's where Tosca throws herself off, you know, in the opera, and that's the police, the jail in in Rome. And she was standing in front of all these men, and they were like, "She's not a Jew. Look at her nose; it's chiseled. She's not this. She's not that." You know, And they were going through trying to ask her what she was. And the one man that was sitting there, and someday I will make this movie on my mom when everyone has forgotten how horrible the J. Paul Getty that they created last year is. Because, again, he is not that man. Right. And neither are are his family. I mean, his son Gordon Getty is fantastic. All all the Gettys that I know are fantastic people. But um, they looked at the man that was looking at her when they said, are you a Jew? And she's staring at this man. And she said, no. And that man knew. He knew she was? Yes, because Paul had gone to him to say, how do I get my wife out? Is she safe? Will my name protect her? Because they got married in Rome. Mm, And it was Mussolini's lawyer. Wow. And I don't know how or why he was in that cell, I I mean, in that prison. And he looked at her and she looked at him and they said, don't look at him. Look at us. Mm Mm-hmm. And that man did not say a thing. And
0: she had to sign a paper saying yeah. she wasn't Jewish, And if that right? man
1: had given her away,
0: yeah, she would be over. Wow. but uh, And I want to make this point. She had to sign a paper saying Correct. she wasn't Jewish. I mean, that's like... And
1: sign a paper, which I don't think history even knows about, but I have it at home. She signed a paper uh, to the Americans, too, to the United States of America. She had to sign two documents. That
0: she wasn't Jewish? Yeah.
1: And had, not a, well, had not a drop of Jewish blood oh my god yeah and uh i mean and that's just the thing about j paul getty i just want to say one last thing example they all said he hated jews why'd he marry my mother right right okay there's just there's just so much on there now i have to say because my mother was persecuted by her stepfather she did hide that i had any jewish blood until i was 30 Mm -hmm. so i had no idea and because of her situation in italy so i mean she always kept it hidden
0: Wow, that is really scary. Yeah. She isn't was a it? great woman.
1: I love my mom. It's
0: scary what's going on in this country right now. With Terrifying, uh, the hate. anti Semitism. Terrifying. Um, uh, and and even
1: the hatred between Republicans and Democrats. I mean, yes. when I was a kid, and I don't know if it was the same with you, I used to sit at a table with both. Of course. And they actually had conversations. Right.
0: Right. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Um, Let's
1: hope it, like, maybe, I I have a feeling maybe now that we've taken back the House that maybe there's a possibility. Maybe
0: levels the playing field a little bit. Yeah. And you did tell me uh, that J. Paul Getty told you what made America great.
1: Yes. He said the middle class. Isn't that so Middle America. And so...
0: um, So interesting from such a wealthy man that he said that. From so long ago. And he said when
1: middle America, and he also said when the press is controlled... Too. He said the fact that we have freedom of press is very mm. important.
0: So when we, he said when we don't have the middle class or when the press is controlled, we won't have a democracy. And that's why what just happened in this election was so important, right? That mm. we keep all those benefits that allow there to be a middle class so right. that people can afford health care and afford all of these things that make a middle class. Um yeah, so it's it's a trying. Time. I think
1: we're in a very interesting time, and I think we're actually going to be a better country. I think I so too. I think something's. Too. I think once the hatred. I mean, listen, we've all hated. I've never really hated, but I mean, we've all disliked something yeah. or someone. That gets in your way. Yes. And you know, that's like the fires.
0: Right. You know, the
1: fires are like the hate, and then you rebuild. Right. So I really think we're on. We're in a place if we can get past the hatred and look at that other person. Right. And try to see the good in them and see where we can connect right. so we can find a way to bridge our opinions and do something right. good. My mom's last request, because she died in my arms, mm-hmm. and it's like really incredible. I took my first breath in her arms, and she took her last in mine. She said two things to me. She said, one, I thought she was going to say, I love you. Instead, she took my hand, and she said, be strong. Don't quit.
0: Mm, now that's a that's very beautiful. deep thing to say to a yeah. child.
1: Before you leave. How and old were you? Just, it was last year.
0: Just last year. Wow.
1: And, um, and then. And that does seem like you. And you she's, seem strong
0: and you don't quit. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: true. I'm like <laughs> my dad, mm-hmm. which we discussed. Yeah. I wish he hadn't quit because he wrote a play and it closed on Broadway in two weeks and
0: yeah, he ended come, his career. You come from a very creative family uh, yeah, as yeah. far as your actual family. But the
1: other thing she said, I just want to say is she said, do something good for the world. Oh, I love that. You know, and that was her that was the last minute of her existence wow, on this She planet. sounds
0: like an amazing woman. Yeah, Talk she about was. a strong woman. Look I'm she not went as strong through. like her It's <laughs> oh so not. I don't know. I think you inherited that from Oh, her. I hope so. I hope yeah. I can make her proud from a cloud up yeah. there. So she actually did acting on Broadway. You mm-hmm. were telling me she used to hang at the Algonquin, which is one of my favorite places to stay in New York City. Yes. Yeah, so well she left her
1: house yeah. and she auditioned. For J.J. Uh, Schubert, which is also in her book, Alone Together. I think you would really mm. like that book. I would. I and, would check uh, that out. And she was like 15. Yeah. She took the train in, didn't tell her mother where she was. She stayed forever because she didn't know she had to have an appointment. Yeah. But they kept her waiting. She finally got in to see him. The rain started. He was terrified of rain. How interesting. was yeah. a powerful man. She goes, hold on one minute. She ran downstairs, got him an elephant from one of those gift stores. Yeah. Set it on his desk and said, there, Mr. Schubert. He will protect you. You'll never be afraid of the rain again. And he said, really? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, okay. Well, now I can listen to you. Go play something for me. She played something for him, sang. He got her a job in the chorus, and he sent her home in his car.
0: Oh, my Isn't God. Isn't that cute? And she, she sounds was, amazing. And she was
1: like, what is my mother going to think? He said, don't tell her. So, <laughs> you know, she got a job at 15 in the chorus of some show. I
0: should know Not this. for nothing, but this reminds me of the story you just told me about writing the script and submitting it under some guy's oh, yeah. name it's <laughs> yeah, like right. i'm telling you the apple doesn't fall far from Maybe, the tree you're right well that's a great
1: compliment
0: <laughs> so um, so your mom was an actress and your dad uh my dad was created a, lawyer. a broadway play yeah and
1: a lawyer yeah. as well but he created a, and he ran for congress oh lost by 35 votes to
0: henry cabot lodge and quit Wow. Which I wouldn't have quit. Right. So you've always said your mom was one that didn't quit. And your dad, as much as he accomplished, he was kind of like, hey, if it didn't work out, he'd quit. And you didn't want to be that person. Well,
1: I don't know that much. Like, my my niece, Frances, knows much more than me about my dad and probably my brother, Jim, you know, who's, they're great people. And they live, like, we had, my dad had islands in Maine, and he was a very big romantic guy, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Claire Booth Luce, if you read her book, who mm-hmm. wrote The Women.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. She wrote a
1: lot of it there. Ah. Um, what I learned that in his island in Maine, which I went to during the summers, I never understood why the, the dining room was up. You took yeah. four steps up in this log cabin that he built, which was amazing. I yeah. wish I had shown you pictures. Well, everyone came there to workshop their plays.
0: Wow. Cool. So it was a
1: stage. Yeah. You know, including Claire Booth Luce. And, and so... I think she did, but I know all the other, yeah. you know, Algonquin
0: people yeah. did. But uh and then you were telling me uh, on that side of the family your actual father, the great-grandfather was like the governor of Massachusetts. My my father's and,
1: father was governor yeah. of Massachusetts and yeah. uh, also mayor of Boston first. Yeah, and used to hang with like
0: Roosevelt and Yeah, I like think that's that, so. why and
1: he was also a very good friend. Of um,
0: J. Paul Getty's right? And so on drove that...
1: J. Paul Getty to the to the engagement party with my mother. How oh my funny gosh. is that? Yeah.
0: So here you're hanging with J. Paul Getty, uh, you, you know, Grandpa's Roosevelt. You've always been surrounded by these powerful people. You were sharing with me. Uh, flying over with Getty to London, meeting with queens and dukes and. You well, know. no, he had them at his house. Yeah. You oh, had, had them at your house. Yeah, you were there. Yeah. I was just
1: there at dinner. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and then your mom would have parties with like Betty Davis and. Right. Uh, I forget some of the others oh, you mentioned. Like so many people. I, I mean. Yeah.
1: G- Gypsy Rose Lee and Bob Stack and Imogene Coca and Paul Lynn. and. Oh my God. I mean, so many really fun people like Joan Crawford. I mean, just different. Yeah. Ho- oh. Um. Um. Um cole porter wow you know just they were wild great parties and these people were incredible but here's what they all had they all worked yeah and it's all about the work in life it is all about the work right you know it's not about going shopping at gucci you know right it's about working
0: it and they all love the 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 business. yeah the
1: work yeah yeah and the art of it and and, uh, so I can
0: see how growing up around that, you were inspired to be a writer and a movie producer, although and a director. Although I do think a lot of that's innate, you know.
1: Well, you know, I our think our gifts are innate. I don't know about the director part. I really owe Sophie B Hawkins that because when I was doing this documentary, I kept complaining <laughs> about the DPs, and she said, "You know what, Gigi." No one's allowed to set a foot a foot on my stage, and, but you go learn to to run a camera. Oh
0: my god! And I was like,
1: I don't even know how to take a Polaroid. You know? <laughs> so she really pushed me. And this was and the I'm documentary that. that you did. Yeah, the called... Cream Will Rise, which right. was amazing because it started out as like an EPK for Sony, yeah, and it went into this whole thing about sexual abuse, and it was oh. way before its time. And then this... we opened every festival in the world, like wow. like huge festivals.
0: And the Cream Will Rise was her. So story personal story correct, which was kind of dark you said
1: yep yeah yeah she had to overcome a lot and yeah. i commend her and,
0: and you both uh, you mentioned the sexual abuse and then for yourself with the your equestrian coach i know you mentioned yeah, that you that had just that. came out last
1: june right. in the new york
0: times so I, I applaud you for that for tackling that and bringing that out in the open as this me too thing you know is evolving and Coming out and it, it's really great for strong women to come out and and tell that story. So that's wonderful that you, you know, tackled that in the New York Times. How did that well, feel when that came out? Well, it wasn't just me.
1: It was three of us really. Of well, there was a lot more there. I think thirty-five people were interviewed, but there was three of us at this barn. And I hope to be able to develop this into like a um, you know like a mini series type mm-hmm. thing, limited series, because the interesting thing isn't in sexual abuse, is like they try to separate you. Yeah. And I think if and us three girls never knew it was happening to the other. Right. And you know, were we friends? Sure, but when we were on the horse, we were competitors. Right. And and we each came from a different point of view and and Hearing what went on to the other two girls, and if we had just known.
0: Yeah, if you had known. You know, but they keep you like this. Right. See, one doesn't know that the other one's going through the same thing. Yeah, and then that's your
1: competitor, and you have to, you know, you want to win. You want to beat that girl. So you stay like this, and you're in your own thing, dealing with your own trauma. Right. And you're like, God, I wish I was her. And her was getting it as much as, you know, me. It was just incredible. And the people around these people that know what's going on. Was it?
0: And don't say a thing. Was it healing to tell the story?
1: Well, I first thought I wasn't important in it compared to the other girl who really was tortured. You know, and I thought, well, I was only really nailed twice, so to speak. Yeah, were we made out with all the time? Yes. Oh gosh. And you know, I just dealt yeah. with it. It's like it was like doing a bad exercise and going, right. "Okay, it's going to be over in a minute. Someone's going to walk by. He's going to pull away." And then I can get back to learning how to
0: ride and win. Right, right. But. Um, I'm sorry that you went through that, but yeah. I like that you're thinking about a mini series about well, that. Well, because it's
1: to help other kids, so right. other kids can't have that happen. Right. And other kids can't do what we did, which was keep our mouths shut.
0: And this goes back to what your mom said, and that's do something great in the world. And that's what you're doing. You're, yeah. you're using your well, gifts. Well, I'm going to do that. And, and yeah. she
1: left me a, a water well in Texas with mm-hmm. pure water. And as you know, water's a new oil. Yeah. And I want to not only start this water, because she had sold it to all the movie stars. It was written up in Time Magazine. Mm-hmm. And I want to restart it. And I want to give a lot of that water. And ha- like since we're in Texas, send it down to Mexico, where they have terrible water. Do you right. know Mexico's like the third country in the world with bad
0: water? Right, right. Free. Yeah. You
1: know, just put it on a train. I Sorry, love Trump. That. You may not like it. I yeah. should call it Trump water. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I just want to send it down there and give to them and give it to different countries. And then, I of course, that. sell it too and have the sales support the gift. I love and that. And that would be doing something. And then we could refurbish the town. Yeah. And recreate
0: the town and get them jobs. They need jobs so I have a lot on my plate I love what you're thinking I want to have you back when you do that so okay. we can tell about that and we can try the water yeah. I should have brought you a bottle I love that it L- tastes thanks great thanks for all the wonderful work you're doing <laughs> thank in you every capacity well, and I'm looking forward to the film when it comes out maybe next year and it's year. called
1: Dixie Silver yeah Dixie
0: Silver next and, year
1: uh-huh, and Mary Vernieu's casting and I'm very grateful to her she's an awesome. amazing casting director Dixie
0: Silver we'll be looking for it yeah thank bravo you. yay for director women we love it <laughs> keep going So we will be back next week. Tune in with us every Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in today. Make it a great week. Hugs and happiness.